Howdy, everybody. Welcome back. It's Squares Roundtable Podcast, episode number 143. I'm Mike, and with me, as always, as most of the time, usual, is Jeff. Yeah. And Ivan. Hey, how we doing, everybody? All hey. right. Another yeah, day. Spring is coming. Huzzah. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Ivan's allergies are coming. Yeah, baby. Or he's, he's some kind of cloud of something that Ivan's. So. Mm-hmm. As long so. as it's not green. <laughs> yeah. So, how was your week, Jeff? Uh, can we find someone I can punch without getting in any trouble or going to jail? Uh, you'd have to get those um, those inflatable punching bags we had. Yeah, that's days. not good. That's not good you? enough. The ones that look like Bozo. That's not good enough. Okay, I need. You can all the good. You can always go. There is a place you can go to take out your, 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 your anxiety, your temper, and your and your anger. There is a place in Chicago. In fact, uh, my friend Tina Benitez and Melissa Gales went to this place, and what they do is that you get to pay an, a little money. And you get to go in and you get to a sledgehammer or a hammer or whatever, and you get to you get to kick the shit out of a wall. Just yeah, that's your... not good enough. I have specific targets in mind. Okay. Like 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 people. Mm. Okay. Right? What kind of like like people? Hopefully not me. No. Well, hopefully not no. me. Would I be on the show if it was either of you? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you'll, so you had a shitty Monday, too. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry to get uh, you had a really crappy Monday. No, it's not even a shitty Monday. So, it's okay, been shitty so I, I'm, you know, I'm psyched. I'm supposed to play, you know, RPG role-playing games all weekend, okay? Mm, I yeah. Got, like, mm-hmm. Saturday. Saturday. And, and I'm doing it Saturday afternoon. I'm doing it Sunday evening. I'm, actually, I'm sorry. Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and Sunday morning. And I got to tell you, I, I, it, I am – people just – it is turned into such a mess. What, just scheduling like, conflicts? No. People have no imagination? No. I, the best way to put it is it's like throwing the ball out there for ca- – for a herd of cats. Oh my gosh! You know, in, in, in other words, in terms of the GMs, a lot of the GMs. In other words, the a lot of the GMs basically are doing whatever the hell they want. A lot of the people running the games are doing whatever the hell they want, and then the players are pretty much constant. It's like if if it's basically a lot of these players that I'm running into because they're bad players. And I, I'm gonna say it; they're bad players, because essentially it's like, it's like, okay, I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna talk as much as possible because that way I have time to play, and then that way no, and then that way I can do more. Versus it be something where we're all kind of working together and all kind of like trying to play the same game, and it's like it's supposed to be a collaborative game. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be the kind of game where it's like, ooh. ooh let me run out and do something. I, I, I mean, yeah, you can do things and be individualistic, but it's not supposed to be a scenario where literally I could be like sitting there 
and like not say anything for a half an hour and watch porn. Hmm. You know, and no, and nobody and nobody would and nobody would notice. So, you know, like at, literally it was funny the the night game that I was I was playing in, I literally was watching WrestleMania most of the night. Hmm. I was literally watching <laughs> while you're the DM. No, I wasn't the G, I wasn't the game master. Okay. Um I'm I'm playing in the game and I'm literally like watching WrestleMania. Like I just don't have the volume on, but I'm literally watching WrestleMania while I'm listening to make sure that there isn't anything interest that of interest or note that I have to I have to do. And part of it is is that the games we play because it's a long ongoing campaign. This campaign's been around since the '90s. Was this your okay. Star Wars RPG? Yeah, my Star Wars okay. game. No. Are, mm-hmm. are ongoing. Nice. And so this campaign's been around for the, since the '90s. And part of the problem is they reward extra character points. <laughs> For, for role-playing at the end of the night. Now, here's the best part. I feel like I didn't freaking do anything in the module that night at all, on Saturday night at all, okay? I don't even feel like I did much at all. I literally, like I told you, I for the most part, I watch WrestleMania, okay? Somehow, I got first place for role-playing, which I don't even understand how that happened. So, go figure. The best is... <laughs> The, I, I, it, the boiling point was Sunday morning, where literally. Where, so you ended up. So you ended up getting points for non-intervention. Well, apparently I got points. In, <laughs> I guess I played well, even though I didn't play at all. It seemed like. That's what I was saying. Uh, you got points for non-intervention. You the, just... the best. The best is. So Sunday morning, I'm playing, and first of all, the damn game starts at eight thirty in the morning, which <laughs> literally, you know me in mornings. Mm, I'm not. Yeah. Okay, but because we've got some people on, we're, you know, we got some people on the East Coast, and it's like, okay, it's 9.30 for them, I get it, blah, 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 and it is a four-hour game and all that stuff, and I want to break for lunch and all that stuff, because there are going to be people playing later in the day, and I wasn't going to be. So, um, so I'm playing in this game, and literally, I swear to God, so the game mechanic, the game has this mechanic called a force point. Which is so when you know you gotta do something like usually when we get a, we we fight stuff or stuff like that if you want to get extra attacks or act more dice you you call you call for a force point so I swear to you it's like sometimes when that happens it ends up where by the time you get to do anything like everybody's down and that's okay once in a while but that Except, is a but so the first time that happens all right fine the second time it happens okay fine. The third time it happens, I get to hit somebody like once. So the fourth time, okay, at the end of the game, all right, we're trying to hurry up. The game's supposed to be over at 1230. It's literally 1228, okay? We're trying to supposedly rush this along. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit this guy with a martial arts kick. And the, GM, and, the, and the game master says to me, well, is it a flying kick? I'm like, no, I don't have that. They're like, well, you're going to have to move to get to him. Okay, fine. So I take an action to move to get to him. We get to the second action of that round. All right? And I'm noticing the trends, and I'm seeing that really in reality, based on the dice I'm going to roll, I should be able to hit him, and I probably might knock this guy out, and then the game's pretty much over. Okay? Okay. So the guy who's in front of me is a Jedi. And he's got to put up 
two powers to get his Jedi powers for his lightsaber. Okay? So technically it should take him another two actions to do that before he could do that in attack. The GM goes, oh, I'm just going to say that you were able to you you have you're able to do that in one action. Now I, which Doesn't means they consider a dice roll before the action. No. Well, well, yeah, it should be two dice rolls, and the problem is each one should take an extra extra action. So, you know, like right? how it took me one action to walk across the floor to so, get to so, this guy. So the GM gave him an extra turn. Essentially, gave him two extra turns <sighs> to be able to kill him right then and there. Yeah, and two I'm extra like, turns. Two extra turns to be able to kill him right then and there. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You made me walk across the floor, lose an action when I could have hit him right then and there and knocked him out. And now you're going to give this person two actions so they can have enough dice to kill him on one shot because that's exactly what's going to happen here. Okay? Mm. And sure enough, and at that point I was so I pissed. Say, I was I just like, I was just so pissed. I'm like, I'm like, and everybody's like, well, and right away, everybody's like trying to play nice. I'm like, just fucking forget it. Just just let him do what he's going to do. He's going to kill the guy and let's finish up. And the best part is we're not even done. There's like another 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He's got to read about shit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, God, I can't wait for this game to be over. I mean, I really literally I'm like, I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. This was not fun. Did, did you call him out in the chat? Oh my god! Not only did I call him out, I'm like, "What the fuck is this? This is bullshit!" I blew up. Hmm. I blew up. I, I wasn't even over the chat. It was like over the microphone. Hmm. I'm like, I'm like, "Are you?" I, I literally yelled out, "Are you fucking kidding?" Yeah, me? you were signaling that you were going to go make the you make your attack. Uh-huh. Right. Well, literally. So basically, he gave him two free actions to be able to attack him right then and there. And it's and sure enough, basically, couldn't the guy could the the bad guy couldn't refill repel that firepower mm-hmm. so essentially yeah he kills him on one shot and i'm literally sitting there going okay so that's the fourth time in a row the fourth time in a row i want to fight something and you don't get i the don't chance. get i don't get to do anything mm. and i'm like this is the biggest load i mean four hours of this mm. four hours and I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is this is bullshit. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And as it is, most of the game, I was getting ignored by this person unless I fucking spoke up. I mean, I swear to God, it's like, I was like, hmm, what's going on? I mean, at one point, I think I was watch. I think I was watching like Meet the Press in the middle at one point. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, I'm not kidding. That's exciting. Well, I mean, it was more exciting than the game. <laughs> and this whole thing, this is a game I'm supposed to be having a good time. Wow. I mean, wow. I mean, so 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 there's that. Um, <laughs> Shit. Um, I you know I did. I will say that I did get the chance to watch a few things um, this weekend. So I don't know if we if I should delve into that now or if we want to wait. Well, I guess we're at me now, yeah, so I well, guess I can start. Right. You do. Which yeah. is so I finally finished House of Cards. Um, I gotta tell you. First of all, I thought season six was 13 episodes. So I was rather shocked when it ended at eight. <laughs> um, and then at the end of eight, I'm literally like, that's it? That's the end? This is the whole season? Really? Was it the Kevin Spacey controversy? Is, uh... right, Ke- so, Kevin, so the right. sixth season, there is no Kevin Spacey. 
Right. It's pretty much Robin Wright. Right. And and it's eight episodes. And the funny part is, like, the entire time, like, the specter of Kevin Spacey's character is is pretty much there the entire time. And I'm just kind of like, how do I how do I put this? I mean, I'm kind of like, wow, there are so many things you could have done, and it could have been more interesting. And you didn't leave it wrapped up at all. And supposedly, I mean, I guess it leaves it open into interpretation that maybe down the road, if somebody wants to do something, they could. But it's like supposedly it this, that, that it seems kind oh. of open ended. Yeah. And it's like they're not getting another season, so I'm kind of like, okay, were you planning on trying to get another season, or what's the? It's too bad because like they, they, I, they I will. Be. I doubt it. I really oh. do doubt it. Um, in fairness, in fairness, the last se- you know the last full season with with Kevin Spacey, um, I really do feel like they jumped the shark at a certain point. And it's literally like in in the under in in House of Cards America, it's like, oh my God, does anything go right for those people when they're in charge at all? The answer is none. Um, I mean, overall, it was a good series. It just seems to lose its steam after it believe it, it, it loses believability in the fifth in the fifth season, and in the sixth season, I was literally just kind of watching it because it's like. Well, I came this far, and it'll be interesting. Yeah, let's, let's see what would happen now. Well, not only that, it's the season without Kevin Spacey in it, and I do like Robin Wright, and her character looks interesting. And you want, you want I found... I'm sorry, what was that, Ivan? I said, I'm talking, I'm asking Jeff, but you just stuck around because you want to see if it would float. Yeah, and it didn't really float well. So, so overall, overall, it's a... It's a it's a good watch. It's not a great watch. I almost would say to people, you could you could end kind of maybe at season the end of season four, if I'm being honest. Um, although I guess there's a point where you have to kind of watch and know a little bit of season five. But but yeah, I, there's that. And then um, I did catch that new series on ABC and on ABC that that new show with Katie Segal. Um, What's the name of it? Rebel. It's called Rebel. Okay. Um, it's basically the showrunner who does. It's the showrunner who does Grey's Anatomy and does and does uh, Station Nineteen. And now they're giving her a chance to make her own real show versus basically here run these Shonda Rhimes shows. And so it's. Is it's Casey Peg, on the eyes? It's the Peg Bundy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is she still good on the eyes after all? Well, this yeah, time? yeah, she's still pretty good. I mean, she's still pretty good on the eyes. And then, God, John Corbett got old. Who? John Corbett from uh, what you call Northern Exposure. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he just uh, he, he didn't age well. Well, just he's just it's looking like, old. It's just it's just weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's just strange because it's like. Uh, it's like he still kind of has that look like he back in the day from Northern Exposure, and yet but, he looks older and pouchy. Uh, um, and then Andy, and then Andy Garcia's in this, and it's funny because I didn't read the the back the background on this, which I guess it's it's based on it's based on the life of Aaron Brockovich, which now makes more sense. But to me, I kind of felt like she basically took. 
channeled Olivia Pope from Scandal and mixed it with Colby Smolder's character from from Stumptown. And I felt like it was a I felt like Stumptown was better than this. It's it's well produced. It's I mean, Casey Gall plays an interesting character. I don't know. There's just something about it where it just feels like they're trying to push a lot together and make it work and make it seem like we should all buy in. And I just don't know that I do. It, 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 it's got the makings of a, it's got the makings of a mishmash and the hopes you'll enjoy it. No, it's not so much that it's like, like she's gone through three. I think it's like, she's gone through three husbands and somehow all the husbands get along and there's multiple kids from different husbands. There's a couple kids from a couple different husbands and everybody seems to be, happy and working together and it's just like hey that doesn't seem very no 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 okay take it from a man who's been married and divorced twice yes believe it or not i ended up being very friendly with my wife my ex-wives after a time but yeah uh but i but then well, again, i get the impression I... there's time there's time passed the point is and the other thing is i'm pretty sure that there's certain other things that'll pick up between them and They'll, we'll see some underlying things here or there. Do you Again, think maybe by some chance, you know, Katie, well, using her name, might end up spark, re-sparking a, a romance with one of her ex-husbands or something, maybe? Who knows? I don't know. I don't care. I, I love your phrase. I don't, it's not no, that I, I don't care. There's enough no, that she does. She's interesting enough. She's yeah, interesting enough to make, the, to make the show possibly worth watching. But okay. I'm, I'm not, honestly... I think this show gets a second season because it'll be on after Grey's Anatomy. It's the Grey's Anatomy showrunner. If they pop a decent number, even a halfway decent number, I think they'll get another shot. But honestly, I think this thing's – unless things drastically change. And, and it's possible that they find their group by midseason. Um, but I bet this is a two-season and done. How many episodes, Jen? It's, it's only the first episode. This was the Oh, pilot. this is just a pilot. Okay. This is just a pilot that came out. Um, I will say uh, there was a pilot I watched last week. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the new the new Law and Order spinoff? No. So I guess they brought what's his uh, what's his name back to play Elliot Stabler, and he it, the the guy from SVU. No. From back in the wow, how do you not know this, Mike? Come on, it's, it's everybody's seen. It's been law a while order since SVU. I saw L.A. Law. Not L.A. Law, no. dude. Oh, Law and Order. Oh. Law and Order. You said L.A. Law. I thought no, you I said. said... <laughs> I said Law and Order. Law and Order. Law and Order. I just give me some what you're smoking there, Mike. I but Corbin Benson or Corbin Benson on my on my mind. Oh God. Law, yeah, yeah. Corbin Benson is is in and law is order. La, LA Law SVU. There we go. That, there's there we go. There's a show. Now there's a show right there. LA Law there's and Order SVU. SVU. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. that would be crazy good. That'd be no, it wouldn't be crazy nightmarishly bad. Well, yeah. that, well, I'm, um, it would be crazy good. I mean, that type of that type of you know sensibility. You look at it like people look at a car crash. You know that type of thing. Yeah, so, and you yeah, can watch so it guess, uh, while you're on your porch right there. The point being is they brought back that, the, <laughs> Ellie, the Elliot Stabler character from Law & Order SVU. And now they've spun him off into what they're calling Law & Order, Organi- I guess it's organized crime. So now he's involved dealing, fighting organized crime. It's the same character that, used, that it used to be under that. So 
I saw the first episodes. It's intriguing, and it's a little different than some of the others. It looks like there's going to be like a a year, a season long villain, if you know what I mean, which is different because we don't usually like, see that in Law and Orders. Yeah, usually it's the one and done, whatever yeah, crime or, or whatever like, villain or whatever. Like, yeah, like you have you, the three parters or four parters, right. and then you have those type of situations where they'll have a character that starts in mid season and then goes towards the end of the season, like uh, or they'll to, have it. Like major crimes. I don't know about major. I can't remember major crimes, but like there, there have been times where it's like, uh, like in SVU, there are times where it's like there'll be a character that'll show up, and then it'll show up another, like a year or two later. That is like you know, uh, you know, kind of like the running, the running thing. You know that they want to the mystique they want to put into that particular or this guy broke out of jail or this guy got out of jail and he wants revenge. yeah now, now they're on the hunt for him they're looking for him yeah. or they're out here after they're after benson and you know you get the idea no i get um, this major crimes wanna, is on the loose again you know or or you know they want to make iced tea you know uh lemonade i don't know um <laughs> you know but yeah i thought i thought the first episode was interesting although i just don't it's like all of a sudden Elliot Stabler knows like like Italian and seems to have some slickness to it. I'm like, wow. Okay. Him up is what they, they a little him bit. Up. Well, it's like they add a little, they added a dimension to the character that was interesting because it's like he's usually the hothead, you know. Yeah, he's usually know. the fucking guy that usually gets mad once you, you know, like once you pull the trigger on yeah, him. He's the, yeah, he's the, the bad cop. He's a, yeah, he's a hair trigger, uh-huh. you know, and it's just yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead and not, I mean, what did he spend time in Italy or something or what? Yeah, the so it? so apparently the deal is he moves off. Apparently he moves off to Italy with 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 the family uh-huh. and somehow ends up. And I don't how know how this works. Apparently he somehow ends up working for Metropole? the NY the NYPD in Italy. On organized crime, and I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible. No, it's like y'all, you're out of jurisdiction by a couple yeah, thousand I miles. Think so yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. So now he's doing he's doing this at Metropole now. Well, that would have to be well, uh, no, the, well, they bring him back. Well, they bring him back to America. Now he's back in 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 America. You know that kind of thing. Oh, um, this was just a passing thing, then. You know. Well, he's there, and then. Well, I don't want to spoil anything as to what happened. Well, all right, we'll, we'll get we'll walk away from that. But you know, basically, uh, the old boy is getting a gloss over. The new episodes have a different aesthetic about them. Is that what you're telling me, Jeff? No, the biggest difference is is it seems like they're having a um, they're going to have a bad guy for the whole season. It look, or at least it looks that way because a running bad guy. Okay, they're like, going to have a. Before. Right, they're gonna have like a a big bad for the whole. Like it looks Mr. like, B. and again, and again, I could be very wrong. Maybe he'll be gone by a few episodes, but you don't sign in, you don't bring in like Dylan McDermott for like a couple episodes, do you? Oh, I don't no. know, somebody like that, somebody like that. Yeah, that's he's gonna be under. Uh, let me go ahead and give you a sucker bet of saying, yeah, maybe it's gonna be he's gonna start at the beginning and go mid season. Or he's going to pop up mid-season and then end it off. No, no, I, I think he'll be there the whole season. I think it's he's a. You think he'll do the whole? He'll do the, the whole thing. Okay. I All think right. he'll be there the whole season, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. What's that? Depending on where it goes, if they want to keep him longer, they'll find other, you know, Have they'll find ways to go to go. other stories and then make him a big bad and let him get away from that season again. Who knows? I don't know. 
I, it's, I, I have the second episode. Though. That would be interesting, though. I'll, 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 I have the second on DVR. I'll, I'll take a look at when I, when I get a chance. Um, I okay. did get a chance to see the fifth. So the fifth episode of Invincible is up. Um, it's probably... We, we finally get an episode that does not end on a happy note. Uh-oh. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things... Go. I mean, there, there's some... And in fairness, I'll be honest, I, I never fully got around to reading all the, ep- the the issues for Invincible, so I don't know all the details, and I don't know how this all works or doesn't work, but um, there were quite a... I can just say this. There were quite a few character deaths, possible character deaths, in the at the end of the episode, and uh, we certainly have a little bit of a cliffhanger, and it's funny, because... There, there's still at least three more episodes, so I'm assuming that he's going to live. Um, well, the well, the big, the biggest elements have to live. I mean, that's usually the rule. No, not, yeah. not necessarily. Well, okay. Well, that, that's right because we're talking, you know, we're talking the superhero universe, that type of thing, and the whole yes. you know Game of Thrones slash Sopranos thing, right, where right. you think you have okay, major yeah. characters that eh, they might not make it. Well, okay. I think. You know, okay. it's it's interesting. Yeah. I think they're just at it. it. There was a couple elements to it that were interesting, and um, yeah, I'll be curious to see where they go from here with episode six. There's certainly some plot points that are interesting because when it's all going down and he's getting his butt kicked, you can see his father, who is the the powerful Omni Man, just kind of standing there at one point watching, doing nothing. So that was interesting to see. Um, which makes me wonder, but, um, yeah, like I said, so I will say again, invincible is a high recommend. It's, it's really a solid piece. And right now they're through episode five. You can catch it on Amazon. Um, I did finally get a chance to see, uh, Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, you're written for the monkey. Yeah, you know, I kind of was. Or the yeah. kid from Deadpool. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't remember what his Deadpool character name was. It took me a minute to figure out who it oh, was. Oh, yeah, the kid, yeah. Yeah, he's I the forget- kid from I'm Deadpool surprised- 2. I'm surprised it took me that long to figure out that, yeah, that was the kid from Deadpool 2. Yeah, you know, hmm. that, now that would have been a movie. Godzilla <laughs> vs. Kong vs. Deadpool. <laughs> yes. That would have been make it happen. Uh, yes, that 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 needed that needs to make make well. it so. That would that would go well for mm-hmm. Wade. Wade would be getting stomped <laughs> in the mud hole about fifteen times. Yeah. It'd be although it could be amusing. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. Like you know, in fairness, it's you know, look, my mom was entertained. My seventy-year-old, nine-year-old mom, who doesn't usually yeah. like superhero stuff. Found it easy to understand, found the plot easy to understand, found it easy to watch, and could figure hey, it out and understood it. Hey, if, they, if, you, if it reached out to her, man, there's, there's, there's a little for everybody, I got a feeling. Well, I mean, that's – and she found it entertaining, which was – Yeah, it was entertaining. Cause, yeah. Well, well, surprising because, you know, usually movies like that do not really fall into her purview of – uh, but she, it was funny because she was bugging me. She's like, "When are we gonna watch this movie? Really? What about well, Godzilla you know, versus well, Kong? Is a mom movie?" Well, you know, you also have to understand the curiosity of an elder person. My mother's the same way. 
just when you think, just when you think, you know, you got her all figured out and everything, and then she'll be like, uh, what is this, uh, what is this, uh, what is this song, and uh, what are those women doing? I like that. And I'm like, Mom, that's like, uh, that. Well, that's WAP, okay? And, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. And I'm just sitting there kind of giving her this look like, okay, <laughs> you know? The only thing that's interesting, the yeah. only thing that was, the only two things that were interesting about WAP were, was when Ben Shapiro reads the lyrics. Read the lyrics. That, <laughs> yeah. that was good. And then the Gilbert Godfrey version that was set to uh, A Whole New World, <laughs> which is absolutely what did I saw. Fucking, I saw a meme. Fucking brilliant. I, I saw a meme the other day that said uh, uh, women who enjoy the, move, the song WAP are the kind of women who wash paper plates. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, okay, I'm a little lost. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what uh, I said. Well, so maybe so what? Bounty, maybe are we going with the, 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 going with the toes going first thing I'm again? Sorry. What was that, Jeff? Okay, ahead, I guess Jeff. it's maybe like bounty because it's the quicker picker upper. Right, I, I guess. Well, is it like but the old toes going first uh, sensibility coming back? I or? don't know. So yeah, I. I enjoyed like um, the con. <laughs> I exo- I enjoyed Godzilla versus Khan, mm-hmm. and it was funny because there was what's his name from Friday Night Lights is who played the coach, and then I can't remember what who the black I can't remember who, who plays the black guy. Yeah, the podcaster. I know, yeah, the conspiracy yeah, I've guy. Seen, yeah, I've seen him in other stuff before, and then mm-hmm. I don't know where the girl was from, but I recognized the kid from <clears throat> Deadpool. It took me most of the movie, but I'm like. Oh, it's what's I can't remember his name. Something motherfucker, right? Wasn't his dad's character name or something? I gotta look it up now. Or some shit like that. I don't remember. But um his motherfucker, don't you know? Um I, I like I said, I found it interesting, I found it intriguing. Um I'm interested. I'm interested enough to to, to possibly watch another movie if they make one. Um I don't know where you go from there with that. Given where they where they ended it, because I don't know what else you can really do at this point. Um, well, I mean, uh, they either reinvent it or reconfigure it in a, in a way that still connects it. But yeah, well, you know, but I mean, you, like, you know, you know, but, with, with seconds of anything, it's always it's always a dice throw. You know what I mean? I don't think I they guess. even named the kid in Deadpool too. Yeah, they did. He had a character. He had a bad guy name, didn't he? Uh, oh, I'm thinking of what's her name. What's her name was Teenage Motherfucker or something. Or oh, like. that's uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, but he had a name too, that's and I can't remember what it was. Warhead. Sounds like it sounds like an ultimate heavy metal hair band. Did you not see Deadpool one, Ivan? Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. No. Well, there you go. There's the answer to the question. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. Sorry for my ignorance of. No, the- it's just laughing because it's like. It sounds like this. I'm like, I haven't. Have you seen the movie yet? No. Uh, <laughs> no, but I just, it just, it, that's what came to my mind, you know. But then, <clears> see, <throat> I'm a little mind, well, so that's what, that's what kind of came. To- IMDb called him Firefist. Oh, maybe that's what his name is. Who knows? But he wasn't. I don't think he was named in that film. Firefist. <laughs> yeah, because he had the flames. He like. Uh, oh, Russell. His, his name was Russell. Russell. Right? Yes. I see Russell. 
Okay. Fire fist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Why do I find that so amusing? <laughs> oh, Here, well, hold I... on. Where is it? Uh, where's the kid? Why are they not uh... showing the kid in here? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. They show. Well, no, I'm looking at this cast listing, and it's like everything but the freaking kid is in here. Wait, where is that? Uh, I didn't go to IMGb. Is that on Netflix? Can they see it on Netflix? No, no, it's not on Netflix. No, no, you can't. Okay, well, I just not anymore. No, 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 no. Uh, I'll mail you a copy of the VHS tape. (laughs) You're so kind. (laughs) What? It's oh no, no, you gotta give him Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> you mean I get a yeah. I'll get you. A, it's, it's on three eight millimeter reels. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Oh my gosh! Now you're gonna make me take out the projector. See, you guys make this so hard. Okay, fine. <laughs> hey, no, no, we have it available for you on laser disc. You know, <laughs> I you know almost... we actually sold, we actually sold laser disc over at. I... Um, Logan, 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 uh, I almost Logan bought a Laserdisc player in the 90s. I'm glad I didn't. Oh, oh my God. We were, selling them, we were selling them for peanuts by the time they came to the yeah. record. We had all these titles, too, all this anime and all this other crazy shit. You know, I mean, just yeah, like. Before the DVDs, wow. yeah. I dodged so, a so Mike, so, Mike, do you think there's. Where do. I mean, based on that ending, I don't know if. What, what would be left to do with the. That series, I mean, rematch. I don't know why. Oh, uh, Kong versus Godzilla. May I say Godzilla can fight something else or go to outer space or something? But I don't think we'll see Kong anymore. Unless they have to team up again. I'm sorry, I guess because I've seen Kong in so many different configurations over my lifetime. It was just like Kong figurations. Configurations. There you go. Uh, so it comes to the point where you're just like, oh, it's just another Kong movie. So I wasn't really driven to see it. Same with Godzilla because I saw all the original Godzilla movies when I was young. And, you know, there were a lot of Sunday afternoons, you know, on television that I dug on that or Sunday mornings when they would uh, fill up the airwaves with all those. Yeah, whereas Saturday you know, where they'd put them on Sven Gulli on Channel 32. Yeah. Exactly, you know, Mothra and all the rest of them, you know. And uh, so, so you know, and that, of course, being a what they call a classic. You mean the ones with the strings and what they oh, yeah. with the with the helicopters on the strings and... And all the, well, the model tanks and planes that Godzilla would destroy? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, all of the stuff that, you know, we could look like they were... If you, if you didn't look at it hard enough, it looked like from, a, from one of those kits, you're just like... I could I could have done this, <laughs> so. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So and then, and then uh, you know, with all of that going on, yeah. No, I wasn't I wasn't taken to actually wanting to see it myself. I well, mean, maybe as curiosity for my behalf. It had but, some good visuals. I mean, well, I got to be honest, you. You know, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I'm sure, like some of the scenes would have been pretty cool to see in IMAX. Yeah, you know, I, okay. I see. I mean, I got to be honest with you. The last two Godzilla movies that have done, been done recently, the 2005 one was, it, was by Peter Jackson, and yeah. this most recent one about Kong Skull Island are both pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. They're both. I mean... They're both. They're both pretty solid. Um, in fairness, I didn't see the last Godzilla movie. The only one I've seen. Uh, Kingdom Monsters. Is... Yeah, it was all right. 
If you like that one, you should go back and see that if you get if you can see it for free. Okay. Well, is it? Hey, hey, it's no call. It's no Godzilla with math with Ferris Bueller though. (laughs) Thunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. There was a part of me. There was a part of me. There was a part. There was a part of me when I saw when I saw the guy from uh, from early edition in Friday Night Lights in Nashville, where I'm like, and you're gonna bug me about Ferris Bueller being in the movie? That was pretty bad. Part of me. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. That movie. That movie is great. That movie is great for comic relief. It's so bad, it's funny. <laughs> it's so bad, it's, it's like, Well, I think, like, that, like, Hank Azaria going the one guy, Mr. French, Mr. French. I mean, it's just like... <laughs> I mean, it's like... It's like something of a Rocky Horror Picture Show sensibility where you can call out certain lines and shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, just certain things where it's just like, you're sitting there and it's like... <laughs> I mean the problem, the real problem, the real problem with that movie, the, the real problem, the real problem with that movie has nothing to do with the fact that it's Hank Kazaria and Matthew Broderick. <laughs> That's not the problem. That's not and and and, Gene, and what's, it, and what's his name and, and Je- what's his name playing a fra- frame the French guy. The real problem with the movie is they decided <laughs> to like make Godzilla like a raptor. Okay. So yeah, they totally changed shot, the design. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's the biggest oh, problem with that movie. The oh, big problem oh, with that movie is is why would you, is, why would not, you fuck with the why would you fuck with the configurations? It's, it's not like, about. It's not in that movie. Basically, they decided that it, they were gonna do. Shit. Well, he's very in, in that movie. He's incredibly agile. He's a lot leaner, and on top of it, apparently. You can't get a missile lock on him because he's cold blooded. So, which, so heat seeking missiles uh, that won't work. Yeah, right. So heat seeking <laughs> missiles won't work on him. Mm. And and but the thing is, is he he is quite agile and 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 <laughs> and can evade things versus versus the every, every other Godzilla we've ever seen. Which is, I mean, I think the thought process was was somebody sat there and said. He's too tubby. He needs to go on a diet and look more lean and mean. And <laughs> the gotta, problem is, we gotta turn we gotta turn him into a product like the like what the hell uh, the the, uh, the the Morphin Rangers and shit like that. You know. You well, get all- and the thing is, I think someone saw too much Jurassic Park, and that was the problem. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is, is that literally, it's like they took Godzilla and they were like, "What if Godzilla was a raptor?" And you know. Lose the weight, and that way he can jump around. And he was, because, a, you know, if he was a gigantic, if he was a raptor the size of a T Rex, that's basically what you got from Godzilla. Except he did have a, <laughs> that's, that's except crazy. with a breath weapon. And and, <laughs> and and by the way, had a lot of the same abilities of a raptor because he could leap around really easy, and he could jump around stuff, and. And he could evade, and he was yeah, very, very agile and very, very stealthy too. Yes, but which, why would you why would you step away from the proven recipe just to go and just to make a point of to it? To kind know? of Americanize it, I think they wanted to change it. In the, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, like I yeah. said, but, my guess is my guess is some some exact sat there and said, 
Oh, that guy's just the. He looks like a chunky fat ass. Let's make him look like a like a like a like a lean Let's make him machine. Let's and, make him stuff, right? Uh, turn and him then into they, they they decided that they wanted to make him more badass because you know making him more badass means he needs to be more agile. When what they missed the point of it is is that you could fire like twenty zillion rockets into Godzilla. It ain't mat. Not gonna matter. That don't freaking hurt him. That's, that's yeah. why he, he's a chunky bastard, is it's like, okay, he's tough as <laughs> nails and you can't hurt him. Look at Godzilla, for God's sake. He's Godzilla. Uh, okay. Don't worry. God, for, God forbid, and God forbid, in the, in, you know, they're, they're coming out with that Dungeons and Dragons movie now. It's going to be 20, I think it's 2023 now. Okay, I've you watch. That. You watch. They're going to make. See, the problem is, this is the problem with Game of Thrones, and this is where I get pissed off at Game of Thrones. Now everybody wants fucking flying dragons. That, fuck that shit. Dragons are big <laughs> and, and, and mean and tough, yeah. and, yeah. Not, they're, and they're not supposed to be freaking agile as hell. No, they're, they're just supposed big to be, lumbering beasts who will... Yeah, that are like tanks. Fucking animals. Typically you know? voiced now, by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Or... or <laughs> Or Sean Connery, you know. Um, I am the last one. Although he flies too, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the problem with Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, it's like, oh, dragons that fly. Oh, okay. But they're supposed to be like tanks. That's what a dragon... I mean, I guess there are some that fly. I mean, there are some. Yeah. But it's like, for the most part... Well, you're how to train your dragon, dragon, there's a page out of that book, okay? I could right, see, it. that's the problem. I And see, that's the fear I have about the... About the <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> is, is they're going to take, like... They're going to look at, like, that, and they're going to look at Game of Thrones, and we're going to get... We're not going to get, like, a, a big, honking, like, Godzilla-like tank dragon. We're going to get, like, some honking, <laughs> mean, lean, mean fighting machine that looks like a Fucking! Th- it took like a, like took like a fucking slim fast diet, and you know, <laughs> and looks like something out of some other movie. Game of Thrones or pieced together. It'll just get pieced together, and then you know we're gonna see. We're gonna throw these elements against the wall, see what fucking stick, right? The only thing is, okay, fine. You want to have people ride dragons and fly and fire with fire? That's fine. Give me one big badass dragon that doesn't do that. That basically those little dragon, those little dragons get their asses kicked in like five seconds flat. If you want to do that, that's fine. The problem is, is that like the only dragon I can think of. Well, it's funny. Tiamat flies too. Now that I think about it. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just remember dragons not being that way. Well, you know, when I think of a dragon, I think of the dragon in Shrek. You know, the one that was fucking around with donkey. You know, I mean, there's a dragon, okay? That's a mean motherfucking dragon. Right, right. Well, that's that's right. horny mean okay? I mean, you know, she, she, Wait, but doesn't she fly too? Yeah. Yes, she does fly. But she's badass, well, though. Even Pete's dragon flew. He had tiny little wings, which made him funny. Right, he did. He did. He did. You know, so, you know, the flying Big dragon thing is not a foreign But they weren't skinny. Like, dragons Big aren't typically dragon. spelt. No, they're not. They they, they got yeah. they got girth to them, man. That's why you're fucking scared of them when they, you look at them. Like all fuck I know it, is huge. All I know is yeah. <laughs> okay, all I know I is when stealth, I, I've had a stealth dragon coming at me, be just like 
the fuck are you get out of here before I slap you, you know? But then yeah. you know, this big fucking dragon coming at you be like, I'm getting the hell out of here. You can't even get finished saying out because half the porch is burned down. Porch? <laughs> Only the you know? porch? Dragon burned no, my the porch. Problem is, forget the porch. The whole building's gone by now. It's 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 okay, bad. there we go. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, it depends. <laughs> I spared my life for this story. And it, it depends. <laughs> It depends on what kind of dragon it is, too. I mean, geez, some of them are like, you know, God forbid you get a, like a you get like a like a red, like an old school red dragon. Jeez, please run for cover. Oh, yeah, Holy well, shit. you know that. Holy right. shit! Like those D and D cover artwork. Mean. Red dragons uh, are fucking mean, man. Oh my you god! Know, uh, they got their own attitude. Yeah. By the way, can I tell you? As long as we're on this, but we've hit the tangent somehow. Okay. Yeah. Can I yeah. tell you? There are what? way too many dungeons and not enough fucking dragons in Dungeons and Dragons whenever we play. It's always a fucking... It's always, oh, we got a dungeon we got to do. I fucking hate Dungeon Crawl. Fucking Dungeon Crawl is bullshit. I well, can't why don't you bring dragons out? I mean, is I just not enough people want to do dragons? I mean, what's up with no, that? No, it's like... It's I always goblins and orcs and skaven and... Right. right. Well, a fucking I mean, dragon, man. I mean, I know what part of it. I know what part of it is, which is okay. Is you it? have to be part of the problem is is that you have to have like you have to be like a high enough level to fight a dragon because otherwise you're gonna yeah. Die. Otherwise you become a little you're gonna die. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you become a, yeah become a cannibalistic barbecue. I get it. It's just yeah, like you, you know, it's like would you like extra cheese with your with with your party, please? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, here, here, here. Here, use the palate. Here, Mr. Dragon, use the Paladins plus five Holy Avengers at Toothpick while you're at it. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean... I can, I, can get that in, I can get that on a 20-sided die. Thank you. Here we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, it's just kind of funny because it's like... They call it Dungeons and Dragons, but it's more like Dungeons Mostly and Dungeons. Fucking, yeah, <laughs> Dungeons and more fucking Dungeons. That's really Dungeons what it's not, not, yeah, it was from, not. It was uh, from Gravity Falls. They said they call it Dungeons, Dungeons, and more Dungeons. <laughs> and the worst part is is like it's like it's like it's so funny because it's like that's the one part when i play D where it's like it's like hey there's a we found there's there's something in the catacombs fuck that i want to stay in the city why how long do we want a dungeon crawl my g most gms <laughs> i swear to god a lot of gms a lot of gms when i play don't like when we play ongoing don't like me because i am not a dungeon crawl guy and there are other friends of mine who love it. It's like, grill, whip out the graph paper. Here we go. It's like, oh, my <laughs> God. Oh Get me out of here. The, the, the D&D equivalent to pub crawls. <laughs> oh, no. No, pub crawl would be a lot better than D&D. Than D&D. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Actually, actually that, now there, now, okay, now there's an idea. The D&D dungeon pub crawl. Now there's an idea. Are there there's girls there? I'm getting drunk. Yeah, I'm gonna do this shit. I'm getting my ass blasted, but uh, and the more blasted, the more uh, that, that, that would be. come to mind. You know that yeah. that would be an amusing dungeon, which is if it's a that would be fucking really cool, was. man. Can you imagine all the different places and different, you know, you know, uh, sensibilities with each place, each pub and shit has its own little identity and shit. You know, you have to make that. Yeah, if you have, you have to make enough, you have to drink enough to make the stamina check to make it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's another minus one to stamina check. Or or it's like or it's like okay, can you, you make have it a to, dice I'll, roll. You can make it a dice roll. Well, here's the fun. It's like you have to outdrink this zombie. Good luck with it. 
Okay, and well, the president will just like pour through his zombies open are dead, gut. and they don't care. Yeah. You know. Right, right. So you make each pub its own little adventure in order yeah. to get to the next hmm. pub and the next adventure. I and told then, you about what I told you guys about what one of my what one of my what one of my dungeon masters did once. Right about about we were bitching because we never get big treasure, and he gave us a fucking sixty foot statue. <laughs> oh wow what a dick what are you gonna well, do no, with that gonna... how are you gonna carry that right, into no, town exactly <laughs> and his comment and his comment wait, and here's this here's this smart ass comment you guys told me you wanted big treasure okay asshole <laughs> it won't fit through the door of the dungeon exit <laughs> you know what we had to do you know what you do I, I, we, we got that you know what we got that shit through that thing and the best part the worst part was that thing was worth I can't remember what it was worth it was like a boatload I mean like when I say a boatload enough where it was like we didn't have to venture for a long time okay like a really long time like we could fuck around in the city forever and it didn't matter anymore and like he could like bleed us dry and we could still fuck around in the city and not leave and go dungeon crawl fuck dungeon crawl we're not going back to dungeon crawl we're done Uh, I think (laughs) Yeah, I think we. I think the. I think the only way we got it to the city was our mage used like, like every day he had to use like all of his spells to do a shrink spell to shrink it into his backpack, and God forbid the mage ever went unconscious. Right, and you woke in a up fight along the way. Along the God forbid the mage got un- went unconscious. You know point. that would make for a that would make for a very interesting burlesque along with the pub type sensibility. You want to make it appealing where you get you guys got these burlesque women and everything like that. And in order to get to this, you have to get with the burlesque woman, or the burlesque woman gives you points in order to get to the next movement. You know, I mean, it's just I an idea. All I know, all I know is, I swear to God, we were about to kill this. We were about to kill him. We were like, really, really. I mean, it's like. I'm sorry. And I'm, by the way, I might be wrong. I think it might have been bigger than 60 feet. It might have been like 200 feet. Okay. Sure. Like this big honking statue. And, it, and by the way, <laughs> a big honking statue made of like gold and platinum and rubies and shit. So oh worth a God, ton. Yeah. Worth a ton. Worth a ton. Weighs at least a ton. And we're like, and we're like, are you kidding? And we're like, and he's like, you valued it. I can't remember. I want to say it was like, a half a million gold, okay? Hmm. And we're oh. like, and it's like, it's like. By the way, we, I like. Well, it's like. Well, how'd they get it through the door? It's like, oh no, they built it inside, and then they, like, it's like, and we're like, I'll just sit there and like, and we're all looking at him like, next time one of us the GM and you're playing, we're so gonna kill you. He's like, yeah, that's why the, I'm the GM and I don't play. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh huh. Keep thinking that pipe dream. At some point, you'll die. <laughs> we're going. We're going. We're all going to remember this later because it's like you're just being. We, we will get to yeah, you. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. a dick move. That's this is this is the, this is the this is the you didn't give us decent. You haven't given us decent treasure in six months, and now you're going to pull this shit. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh huh. I see how this is going to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, by the way, by the way, oh, by the way, it took. Four sessions for us to get back to town with that thing, too. And you can take a wild guess that we didn't get one session where it was like, hey, you have a quiet evening. Not one. Nope. Wow. Not, only did it was, not only was it not 
you have a quiet <laughs> evening. It was you don't run into is it not it not one is oh you didn't you don't run into anybody during the day. Oh yeah, no, it, it's like hey, guess what? You run, hear bandits during the day, mm. and here at night you have well, bugbears, well, well, and it's like it's like you're just being a dick. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, <laughs> okay. made to work for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, they need like, a whole lot of crow in order to get it. Yeah, well, yeah. we did get it eventually. It was one of those. It was like, okay, we're it, determined it, here. Yes, you're determined. But, but yeah, so the only other thing, and then I, I, this was supposed to be, hey Jeff, how did well was your week? Uh, the only <laughs> other thing I was going to mention is, so I did, like I said, I sort of watched WrestleMania. Overall, good show. Um, it's and by the way, if you've got Peacock, and this now I can confirm this. If you have Peacock, you get WWE now for free. Oh, the, the WWE uh, Network app? Yeah. So the WWE Network basically folded into Peacock. Oh, okay. So Peacock now is exclusively exclusively has the WWE Network and all of its programming. So if you have P- if you have Com- if you have Xfinity or Comcast. And you so got WWE for free. Okay, wow, that's nice. So if you have W, if you have Xfinity, you get all the pay per views for free, hmm. pretty hmm. much. If you've got the high end, if you've got one of the better packages, you get it for you get Peacock for free. You get you get you get the WWE <laughs> Network. What free. was uh, what was your favorite match? Um, of the ones I saw, of the ones I saw, you know, it's funny. I thought, and, and it's funny because I'll be in the minority on this. I really enjoyed. They had a women's tag, they had a, a tag team turmoil match on on night one, where it was like a bunch of the women's tag teams, and the winner got to face the tag team, the women's tag team champions on night two. And I thought that match and the women's tag team championship match on night two were better than a lot of people call were were saying, and and I thought those were were better matches than people claim they are i thought they were solid in fairness i did not really see the main event which people are saying it's good although i don't know again i i you know you always kind of want the happy ending at the end of wrestlemania and of course you didn't i guess i guess that's why they gave us one on night one in theory but i don't like that character so that's part of the problem um but in and in fairness it wasn't like there were i think this is the biggest problem i'm having these days with wrestlemania all the matches being split over two days well, that I actually liked that. Okay. And then here's the reason I liked that. Because it was better than the four to six hour one day show. Where literally like you get to the later hours and you're just like, God, this is too yeah, much. Yeah, you're not wrestling. Yeah. It's like it's like this is too much. Yeah, a little I, burned I, out, yeah. It's like there's a lot of wrestling, and and by the way, some of it's good, some of it's not. It's just like I've been sitting in. It's like it's the I've been sitting in front of the TV now, watching this for a while now, and it's like it's weird because like when I was a kid, like I remember those WrestleManias where there was like 15 matches and it was like all freaking afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Um. And and yet, like, and it was like, oh my god, it was great, it was wonderful, and maybe it was shorter back then. I don't know. Um, but like now it's like WrestleMania and I'm just saying WrestleMania because the regular pay-per-views are not like this, but WrestleMania, it's like, well, it's supposed to be the big start. They start at like 
they'll start at like five or six in the afternoon and they won't be done until like 11 o'clock mm. our time yeah and it's like that, that turns into a chore. yeah that's 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 yeah, that, that's overkill that's just way too much for one, one thing you know and one it's day like, well yeah yeah it's like and, and in fairness i think it's smart if, if i think it would be smart if they continue to do it as a multiple day thing and if anything i think it would be smart if they did it as a three-day weekend i mean well they have nxt too but if they did NXT on Friday night and they did night one and night two, I think it would be smarter. And I think that would be, I think that the better allotment of the time over certain days, because also too, depending on how <clears throat> a person, you know, addresses watching the event is feeling that day, you know, and then of course that plays a lot into time and how one wants to watch it. Some people, you know, they have their habits, but yeah, if you incorporated it by the way, generation, what? By the way, those seats. And by the way, they they finally had live fans. Okay, was um, it like half did, capacity or is it? Uh... Yeah, I you know I don't know one hundred percent. I know they had fans. Um, it's the first event they've had fans at for in over a year, and they opened the show with the. We're so happy to have you back and all this stuff and and yay whatever. All the pop circumstance, um, huh? Uh, well, just you know, we're so happy you're back and it's been such a long time and we we're so glad to have live fans. I, I, I again, I know I'm in the minority of this because well, yeah, yeah, people... but did you say that you liked it better without the fans there because you, you know, could I did. On the, on the... You know, you concentrated on the, on, the, on the event better because you didn't have, you know, all these people screaming and getting crazy. You can actually enjoy it on its own merit. Well, it's not so much that. It's like, okay, you don't enjoy the – if you're not enjoying what you're seeing and you don't think it's any good, why did you buy a ticket? Right. Okay. You know, I, I understand sometimes the matches are boring and that's a thing. And, and sometimes the fans decide that they're going to sit there and have fun and chant – all kinds of weird things like boring and this and that. And it's like, right. it's like they, the problem is, is that the fans start to go into business for themselves. And to well, me, and to me at first, when they used to do, it was cute. As time has gone on, they gotten, seem to think, right. They seem to think they're the whole fucking show. And it's like, and everybody is accepting this. Well, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, really. you got, yeah, you got people that want to own their own, you know, legend in their own mind shit. You know, they're just like... It's not... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's, yeah. In, in, in many ways, you know, they're just like, yeah, excuse me, I came here to enjoy an event, and I came here to watch them and not you. <laughs> you know? Actually, the, you know what? It goes back to the conversation we were having on the last show about toxic fandom. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right. If you want to talk about toxic fandom, I I gotta be honest. If I was if I had kids, I don't think I could take my kids to a WWE event. I really don't. I don't think well, I could take you know, them. You know, it, it also not only in that the the whole competition thing. Well, everyone's got their favorite wrestler. So if you're not in that camp, then sometimes you might get shit from someone else in the stands, especially well, if they're competing right. against right. each other. Right, exactly. You know, you... right, and, and that's and that's fine. Except at some level, you sit there and you go, "Okay, it's a kid." And I gotta tell you, these people—they don't say that. They don't say that. Well, no. you, well, you got also this mentality 
okay, even even you know when when uh, you got people, their kids are in sports and stuff like that, and you talk about a toxic fandom when you got you know little leaguers and stuff like this, mm-hmm. and you got parents getting into fights with one another or doing really really you know fucking bullshit things. You know, and this is just on fucking, you know, little league and shit. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, or and, mom at, at, at soccer practice or whatever. Yeah, you know, mom at soccer practice and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know there's stories out there. Oh, yeah. And some of them, I understand, were pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, so it just gets yeah. to that whole thing, man. You know what? Why do we. When did we become assholes in the well, stands? Well, us. I think, you know, seriously, I gotta say, I feel when like. Assholes in the stands. When? When did this? It's you know I don't know that it's ever not been the case. You know, exactly. Like you know, every time they have their Cub fans in in uh, Miller Park. Yeah. Or Brewer fans at Wrigley Field. Well, you know, you get the whole crosstown thing. You know, when you know, growing up on that side of it, uh, was not, it was a friendly thing. But it seemed like as time has gone on, now it's just taken this new level of of hatred, and it's like, really, people, it's a fucking sport. Slow well, down. It's, it's, there's one, like for example, look, I make, I sit there and I make, and I razz Packer fans, and I razz the Packers. You do? Well, yeah, you, you? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So I do that, Breaking but news. here's the thing. But here's the thing. <laughs> to me, it's not like if if there's a Packer fan, unless the, the that person was being really, really obnoxious. If there's a Packer fan and I'm at a bear game or I'm at the bar or something like that, and they're there, yeah. I'm uh-huh. not like sitting there. I'm not sitting there going like I'm going to get in this person's face. It's like it's it, in fairness, it's just a good natured thing. And I think it's funny because some people do take it too far. And it's funny. I've had a few friends where, you know, I'll I'll put stuff like up in it where I'm razzing the Packer fans and they get annoyed. And I'm like, hey, you know what? You can put the same stuff up and I'll laugh at it just as much the same way. I will. And and I have no problem with it. Um, You know, the same thing. I, I mean, my favorite is the people who I swear to God, the people who really have the problem are not the people who are the Packer fans. The ones who really have the problems are the ones when I go after the Patriots or Tom Brady. Those people have <laughs> no it's 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 you're zero going tolerance. after our pay. Yeah, they really have zero tolerance. They, yeah, that's zero tolerance. They don't. No, no, no that's, a, that's a no bullshit thing there. Yeah, yeah. that's like you you've crossed the line. Sir. You stabbed me in the heart. You're going to pay for that shit. Well, and it's that that it's that New England sensibility too, like yeah. You, yeah. you hate it, you hate us because you can't beat us, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And right. as we're you know we're the great Patriots, and it's like no, I just I'm just razzing you like I would razz a Packer fan, but apparently you have, you have, apparently the, the difference is Packer fans seem to get it. Um, you guys seem to not That's so, not not so much. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> That's so much. So much. Um, but, but to answer your question, Ivan, to get back to it, which is the other thing I noticed about there not being fans. And, and by the way, I noticed this in sports, too, is by not having fans, suddenly the camera angles got better and suddenly the cameras got closer and well, some of the shots that we got was better. Right, and, because it was in the way. Right. Whereas, you know, because. Like, usually they got to go after that really wide shot, 
because there's because you know they want to try, but you're trying to get the full you're trying to get the full field, but you're re, it still seems like it's far away because like the camera has to be in a certain place to get it, and the right. answer is is that there's fans in those places. Well, okay, when the fans aren't there, you can put cameras in places where suddenly you can get closer close ups like that, yeah, and right. and you can get better looks, and it makes right. it and I think it makes the product in that way better. The yeah, like we had like two years ago. When you had, um, yeah, you had to hide the empty stand, the seats in the stadiums sometimes. Right. right. Well, right. And, and the other thing is, at least from the wrestling perspective, although I will say that there's some of this too with with with, with the pro sports too, which is, you know, well, I know, I know which is which is which is the mic, which is miking up, you know, which is okay. Now I can hear the wrestlers trash talk now. And by the way, now the wrestlers have to trash talk and have to talk. And it's kind of it was kind of interesting for a while because. In these scenarios where there's nobody there and you've got commentators talking, well, now the wrestlers can hear the commentator from the ring. And there were times where, like, <laughs> you know, when the guy's down on the ground, the guy or the guy or gal is down on the ground, and you know, instead of sitting there counting to the camera, they walk over to the, the, the two commentators, going, "Hey, I heard what you said. What the hell, man?" And start getting them in space. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? I thought that was great. Yeah. And, and there was one person. It's funny. The one who did it the best is um, her name's Bailey. And she's oh, she's a wrestler for the WWE. And she really played into it. And I I couldn't stop laughing. And I really enjoyed it. Like she was getting what's his name's face. Michael Call's face constantly going. Yeah. Well, and, and like literally she's like beating up on someone going. Call right, Cole. Call right. Now. I, I'm, I'm beating her. But no, you're probably saying this about it's like it was really pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I enjoyed it, but like it, it made more... for entertainment. It made for right. entertainment. And I thought it was more entertaining with more of the trash talk stuff because to me it meant that they had to sell their characters more. And sometimes with the fans, they don't sell the characters as well because they don't have to because they're playing to the bigger audience. Well, now they're playing with smaller audiences. They're playing the small camera, and now with everything being so close and that stuff, they could take advantage to do some of these things. Now I hope we see some of that still when they play the big arenas and they're playing the bigger crowds and the cameras are further away, I hope they still start to do that stuff again. Cause it was nice to have some of that stuff back that they used to do regularly in the seventies, eighties and nineties and early two thousands right. that seemed to go away from pro wrestling. And by the way, from a sports perspective, yeah, I think it's great that you, you've got more closer boom mics and yeah. Okay. You've heard people say fuck a little bit more, but you know, you know, I mean, or people get mad or people jaw at each other or stuff. And, right. and it's made things more interesting in that regard. Right. Um, well, it, it, personally, it, it pretty much personalized the experience from that point of view because now it changes the dynamic of the stories. Exactly. Right. Again, As the match well, is playing sports. out, there's more, more well, commentary, even, even more banter. Right. Exactly. Even regular sports, too. I mean, and by the way, right. if you remember right. correctly, last year the WWE did that boneyard thing with The Undertaker. Okay. That okay. like that short. It was like a like a mini little short movie. Yeah, I remember you talked about and, that. It was like what twenty was, thirty minutes or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, spectacular. Right. Yeah, right. Okay, you were raving you, about it. You yeah. bring you bring you bring fans back. That's gone. They're not doing that anymore. No, they're not doing stuff like well, that. Well, they had it's to do that back. obviously last year because of uh, the Rona. So right, but here's the thing: it was really well done. It was really well acclaimed. And it was a brilliant, is, it was a brilliant idea to bring it up at the time when they did it. Now to have it go away now when it could be just even more popular, you know, would well, be a shame I, not to have it. Well, the problem, and then the funny part is, is they did sort of use some of it during the year 
and it's funny they sort of went away from some of it. Like I remember, like they did when they did like their money in the bank thing, where you have to go right. get the money in the bank briefcase. They made it where it was at the top of the dub, of of uh, the WWE towers in in, in Bristol, Connecticut, and they had to start right. from the bottom level and go all the way up to the top to get it. Right. And I thought it was it was funny because there's a part of me where it's like the execution wasn't great. I liked the idea. I liked that they were creative. Maybe it didn't go exactly as planned, but, but I liked that they were willing to take the risks. And the problem was you had the usual wrestling fandoms and critics going, this isn't wrestling. This isn't what I'm looking for. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know what? What's your sense, what's your sense of individuality, man? You know, It's not even that. It's like you can get both. It's like you can – look, if you want that, you can have it anywhere you want. And I'm not saying you have right. – do you really have to have it all the time? Or here's an idea. Let's do something a little different here or there once let's in a while. Let's put imagination into it. You know, let's go ahead. Let's be creative with it. That, that these wrestlers do have things outside of what they do in the ring. Let's make that a reality for your entertainment. And, you know, it just it behooves me how a lot of, you know, of the uh, fandoms and such, you know, they just like, yeah, they do so much for it. It never seems to be enough. Never seems to be good enough. For well, I, I laugh because it's like, it's really strange because it's like they do some of that stuff and it's like it's a no-no. And then like AEW did something where apparently they did a mu- – like Jericho, Chris Jericho and somebody else did a musical number and it's just lauded. And I'm like – and I'm laughing because it's like if the if, – is it that the execution was good? I only think a couple with this. It's the character – the people who did it and the execution was good. If the execution and, – and, and, and it was – their their darling AEW. If it if it had, if it was the WWE, and the execution was bad, we would we would never hear the end of it. Yeah, the, how horrible it, it was. You know, it would never I mean, it would never leave the media in any time soon. You know, well, it, it's, it's not that it would never leave this, the the wrestling media. And anyway, well, that's what I'm saying. So, it will never you know leave there. Right. So Ivan or Mike, what did, what did you do this week? Because I didn't uh, Ivan and go ahead. What'd you I do? Didn't, I, I, no, no, you know, week off. What did you do? Didn't you have a week off? Didn't you yeah. have vacation? I was on vacation. Yeah, yeah man. Well, let us in on this, man. We do the week. Let's do. Okay. Yeah, uh, obviously, we talked last week. We watched uh, Easter Sunday, and then we watched uh, Kong versus Godzilla. So I've been off this week. Well, of course, I went back to work today, and I was back in the... Back in knee deep in shit, but oh well. So I'm just sort of, what just what I was expecting going back. But anyway, had a really great vacation. Uh, had a nice um, visit with some people, and um, got some stuff done around the house. Got my shot. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, the uh, that Facebook group. What was the name of that thing? That Facebook group that you mentioned uh, last week. It was uh, the Chicago Vaccine Hunters Group. So I so yeah so Tuesday got some stuff done around the house so it was good, but Wednesday Wednesday night I think I, I called the Department of Health at mm-hmm. like after like maybe like eight thirty because the the hotline's open till midnight so I kept mm-hmm. trying to like go onto Walgreens and CVS's uh, websites to no avail, so I got a hold of a human being on the uh, Illinois Department of Health and oh. they said yeah the the your local facility is booked solid so. I can get you in on Thursday at 3 p.m. in Batavia. And I was like, wait a minute, where's Batavia? Oh, yeah, it was down by St. Charles. 
Uh, and it's like, okay. And she's like, it's the Johnson one. Like, yay. So Thursday. Also, no two shots for you. Nope, wow. just uh, one and done. So wow. Thursday Thursday went down there, and it's like an, uh, it was a closed down Sam's Club was where it was. And it was quite the operation in there. It was it was uh, quite a lot of people. They had some, you know, they had police and national guard in there, wow. uh, and uh, huge lines. He had to. I was there in and out in just under an hour. Wow, um, that's great. So yeah, I I had to bring you know the QR code on my phone and a consent form. I had to print and sign and all that. But amazing, so some people were not prepared. Um, so anyway, I got in of and. Not. And yeah, big shock and didn't have to provide proof of my employment because some people be all like, you know, I'm still I'm I'm, I'm considered essential. But they, all they did was ask me, like, are you in healthcare? I said, no. So and then uh, get seated and she's all like left arm or right arm. I was like, right arm, please. And of course, she noticed me looking away and <laughs> so I'm like, I don't like needles. And she's like, no, neither do I. I was like, oh, you're in the right place. So. <laughs> Um, got the, then the, the, there was not a, you say, okay, get your shot, wait there 15 minutes and you can go. But no one was enforcing the 15 minutes. I mean, I put a timer on my phone. And so, uh, then right from there, visited a friend for dinner, but then Friday, you know, it's Friday morning. Cause Thursday afternoon I got my shot, but Friday morning I had a slight fever and, but that was it. And then I still got a little bit of ache. I had aches and pains, uh, like. Thursday night at midnight, I like, oh man, I'm not feeling right. And I had some achy breaky a little bit on Friday, but then I was fine after, uh, and I, my fever broke by midday, you know, it was maybe something, but, but so yeah, so that's good. One and done. I'll, I'm happy with that. So then I went, uh, Friday and Saturday, went to Dairy Con in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, the 21st annual convention. Now it's the longest running Transformers convention in history, in, in, in the world now. This uh, this little show it's it's small but it's been running every year since two thousand one, and wow. I've been going since two thousand five. Wow! So, yeah, great friends, uh, great camaraderie, had a good time. We, of course, we all had our masks, so everyone social distance, and it was uh, it was uh, super great. Had an awesome time, and got some watched some movies on Friday night because like after dealer set up on Friday, we, we, we closed early cause the show was on abridged hours just to limit exposure to everybody. And there was no like Friday night activities. So we had some pizzas brought in to the show place, uh, on Friday, but that was it. So we, uh, we, we all parted ways early on Friday and we just went back to the room and chilled. I was like, yeah, I had some games, but of course I was drinking quite heavily, but watched a couple of movies in the room. I watched at, uh, that Johnny Depp dark shadows movie. Uh, from uh-huh. like 2013 or whatever it was. Okay. Uh, now that was it was cornball, but it was entertaining. Which movie okay. is this again? It was Dark Shadows with Johnny yeah, that, Depp. Uh, there used to be a series on yeah. television, mm-hmm. Dark Shadows, Barnabas Collins. That yeah, Barnabas Collins. That, that's his name. And then uh, he he's like he's the a witch put him in uh, put him in the ground, locked him up, and he was underground for like 200 years, and then he comes back yeah. in like 1972. Yeah, but that was good. Uh, and then we watched that um, that sequel to uh, Blade Runner uh, with Ryan Gosling. Okay. And oh, I've never gotten around to that movie. That was trippy. Of course, I was drunk off my ass, and I'm like, oh my god, it was it was, <laughs> it was trippy. And I'm not a big fan of the dystopian future 
kind of thing. You know, I'm more of a Star Trek uh, guy, you know, where it's like more of a more uh, sunshine and rainbows in the future. But this yeah. was just really trippy. I mean, that, so, yeah, um, that was weird. Uh, so all the, all the, like the, that was a Ridley Scott did that one. The, um, mm. and what was the other one? Oh yeah. And Jared Leto had like some, had like a couple scenes in it and like, it was just, it was just weird that his character, that situation left unresolved. I don't know if there's a director's cut of this movie, but that's just some, some unsettling visuals. And like I said, very, uh, dystopian, very, uh, alien almost of, uh, of the hmm. hyper future that we may uh, have, of course, they all uh, you know like whether is is synthetic life still life? You know, if it, if it, if it if it was a box on wheels, no one would be having the argument. But it looks these the replicants they look like people and they behave mostly like people. So that was interesting. Um, then Saturday we had you know obviously the big dairy con. It was a good turnout because everyone's. Out and about, and although the weather was kind of, you know, it was rainy the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Between Blade Runner and all the rain we had over DairyCon weekend, I was like, I'm done with the rain. Because, <laughs> like, every scene in Blade Runner, it's raining outside. Uh, so, yeah, I had a great time at DairyCon, sold a lot of stuff, met some, saw some people. I didn't see everybody usually at DairyCon, but I had a good time. And then uh, drive home. Saturday and then Sunday met a buddy of mine for lunch and then napped at some Chinese. So at least I got some stuff done. I didn't want to get didn't get as much done as I wanted to get done. But hey, it was like I was on vacation. I got more time, so it was nice. Um, you know, I like, wanted to and that and because uh, I went and got my vaccine, I didn't get my I got to get my driver's license renewed. And that might hopefully won't be an issue. So yeah. Had a good time, and then, of course, I watched uh, that. Yeah, upon Jeff's uh, recommendation, watched uh, Young Rock on, mm. on NBC, and that was good. I enjoyed it. I liked the. It was kind of like a Wonder Years kind of setup. Uh, of course, against the backdrop of the him running for president in twenty thirty two, just take it or leave it. Uh, but it was yeah, interesting, interesting stories, and uh, of course, there were some embellishments and some narrative liberties uh, with. Uh, but but uh, I knew he. Which one did you? Which one did you watch? I watched all of them. I watched episodes one through five. I didn't watch. The oh, last you did. One. I did not watch okay. the sixth one with uh, his day with Andre. I haven't watched that one. Oh, yet. you've not seen that one yet. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, and I know you told me about the when the last week. I remember you told me about the how someone walked in on the Macho Man and Elizabeth. Yeah. So you saw that part? Yeah, that's hysterical. Yeah, I've not seen that yet. But um. What else? Oh, that's uh, like, in the other one. That's right. That is in six. Yeah, it was in episode six. Uh, what else? Yeah, uh, of course I was off my. Um, uh, I was drinking lots of Pepsi <laughs> last week because um, it was uh, Lent was over and and yeah, I, I didn't really you know I I got actually I'm back off of it now and I didn't get full on addicted because I don't have my caffeine headache that I usually get so from from dropping caffeine. So right. I, I think I'm good without Pepsi for another week. I'm trying to wean off of it. Got to stave off the the diabetes. Yes. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I had a really nice vacation, and of course I was sorely missed at the store because when I got home, I'm putting out fires all day uh, back at the store. So I'm back and back to the reality. You know, you know, it's, that, it makes the vacations all the more enjoyable uh, when you're up against the drudgery of everyday life, and then you can. Take a week off and escape and meet up with friends and have a good time. We did have a good time. 
great. That's great. And of course, um, watched episode four, Falcon Winter Soldier. We'll get into that a little later. But yeah, I uh, ate a lot of donuts and had a lot of bad food because uh, I was about behaved. <laughs> when I was on lunch, I behaved. I know I finally weighed myself because I didn't weigh myself. I didn't want to get caught up in the numbers. <clears throat> but I think uh, I may have lost somewhere between 15 and 20 pounds while, uh, right. while during Lent. There you go. So, yeah, there I'm staying go. off that sugar water. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. Oh, so, yeah. yeah uh, so, Ivan, what'd you do last week? Uh, well, you know, just, uh, you know, what do we do? What do we do to take over the world? The same thing we do every week, you know. It was one of those things where, yeah, you know, I was on a. I was on Twitch. I did several shows. I uh, was uh, out at the uh, the Tuesday night experience. That was a good time. Uh, you know, when I do the uh, the sessions for the spinning wheel, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, knocked out to Mr. Jimmy Temple. Hey, and, uh, you know, I was doing that. Uh, the Tuesday night experience, what's cool about it is that every week it's an entirely different musical experience uh and what it is is that uh i guess um in just its own design just what i've always done just playing all the type of music that never had a chance to be heard or experienced or or and then of course for a british audience you know or an audience you know over the pond as they would say and uh, it's it's very you know it's very fulfilling to be able to just let it all hang out and just play the music. So yeah, the Tuesday night experience is really cool. So uh, if you ever get down to Twitch on a Tuesday, uh, yes, uh, Javin Avin at you know you know HTTP. That's right, TV Twitch TV. So with that, uh, Wednesday the Temple House experience. Was was really cool because we ventured into some uh, different musical territory, which was really good. And what happened was on that presentation, I made a house within the Temple House called the Kit Kat Room, and uh, I featured a comedy from George Carlin and from Cheech and Chong in in, in the frame of that. Uh, session uh, presented a whole lot of different um, exotic uh, musical voices and uh, musicians. Uh, very tiki, I guess you would call it. So that was a fun. That was a fun one too. And then, uh, then of course, I did the gospel show uh, on the you know on on Sunday, but it was at three in the morning because. Uh, to broadcast from here to uh, the UK, there's a six-hour delay. So over there it was 9 a.m. and I was playing on the set before the Super Spectacular Spinning Wheel Sunday sessions. So I did a gospel set and I dug real deep into the, you know, staple singers harmonizing for you know the um, the Five Blind Boys of Alabama and. Uh, let me see the Soulsters with Sam Cooke, you know, before Sam Cooke became, you know, the the, uh, the man that created Soul. And so that was a really that was a really satisfying show too on uh, that session. And then um, after I did that, I went back to sleep, got up, and uh, honored my father who passed 
uh, on April 11th, and uh, the family got together, and uh, it was a very much uh, wonderful celebration, you know, and uh, everybody, you know, uh, distanced, and of course, most of us had our second shots already, so that was a good thing, too, so yeah, we had a, a nice meal that afternoon, I got to talk to my dad, you know, for a minute or two, and kind of told him, hey, you know, everything is still groovy around here, you know, I know you'll always be about me, you know, no matter where I am, you'll always keep your eyes on me, I'm not worried, you know, and uh, so I was, it was, it was, a, it was a glorious day, and so then uh, today, uh, I went ahead and I got my second shot, and now my second shot is in, and uh, it's like, uh, it's like a big, uh, Big, big uh, stress off me now. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and start dancing in the streets and do a jig or nothing like that. Not right yet. I mean, you know, I'll still have my mask on. I'll still be socially, you know, distant and cautious. But, you know, but at least, uh, you know, I feel very confident now that we're going in the right direction. So one can always hope. And so let's see. What else? Uh, hmm. Well, uh, just uh, uh, reshuffled through a bunch of naked records and found me a bunch of things. I thought I, I, I thought that I would have never thought I had, and I did. I'm like, those surprises are nice when you go through your collection, and then you uh, discover something that was just like, oh my gosh, I don't remember this, or I don't, I, you know, where did that, when did I get this? You start thinking about those type of things. Yeah, so there were a few records in the stack I was working through. <clears throat> and uh, it was cool, you know. So you know, when you rediscover old friends, it's it's a very wonderful feeling. So and uh, so I'm uh, I'm doing good otherwise, and uh, feeling a little bit less uh, anxious, uh, a lot less stressed, um, and uh, you know, upward, downward, and forward. You know what I mean? So you know, I'm just that much closer. You know. Yay me. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well then, that's good. Everybody had a good week. And most of us, some of us, had a had a good weekend. That's good. Well, you know, we. I mean, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you were the passing thought. I mean, I was going to... I was going to do a Twitch that weekend, but then, you know, I had to be with my pops. Sorry about that. You know, I was going to do that for you, but I got caught up with, with being with Dad. So, but anyway, uh, aside from that, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it, it was comfortable. Mm. Comfortable, yeah. you know. And uh, so, because the way I think about it, man, it's just like, uh, I've had a lot of people pass in uh, the last few years. They were very close to me. But I look at it this way. You know, the wind's around you and about you. So people always be with you, you know, just like the wind, you know. And you never think and you never speak about them any differently than you would, you know, even when they were here. Why change your tone, you know? Hmm. It's, all, it's all good. You know, as long as you live, they'll always live. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, we were, we were me and uh, what Thursday night after I got my shot, uh, went and had dinner uh, at the local restaurant, and 
they were, you know, obviously half the booths were closed and uh, we were sat at a table and had a nice dinner and then hung out afterwards and we were waxing nostalgic about our, our old days back in the 90s at riding uh, up to Wisconsin for uh, Gen Con. And we just we're, we had no cell phones, no parental guidance. We just like a bunch of 20-year-olds running around like, hey, man, let's, okay, I got to go back into, go to back to Illinois, got to go to the bank, get my paycheck. Okay, I'll drive back, we'll meet you at the main hall at 2 p.m. Okay, we'll meet you there. Okay, and then from there, we'll, we just flew by the seat of our pants. And so we had uh, yeah, good uh, good times talking about the old days of Gen, of, uh, Gen Con. And, yeah, uh, in Milwaukee. There you go. There you go. Mm. At the gym. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, so I reckon we can get started for our little summarizing of episode four of Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, just finally watched it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is uh, coming to a head, and still, all those people who. Uh, Sending death threats to Wyatt Russell. Uh, go fuck yourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so with the help of Baron Zemo, and of course now that we've the, the the revelation that uh, the Wakandans are word has gotten down the line that uh, Zemo has escaped, and so they uh, they confront the same uh, soldier lady who confront who helped uh, Bucky with his recovery. Uh, after being uh, briefly frozen in that one cutscene, I don't even know why they, why they, I don't know why they had to freeze him. I don't know what the logic was at in that narrative of thinking they got to freeze him instead of rebuilding him. But anyway, so she she was helping him recover with uh, to de, uh, de undoing all this uh, this um, Hydra programming, making him into this assassin. Uh, back in before, obviously before the before the snap. And uh, this obviously after the events of Civil War, where he was living in Wakanda, he was the, as the White Wolf, uh, getting his uh, bearings and trying to deal with the uh, the loss or the uh, all the all the bad shit he did. And fast forward to now, and now she's um, she's all like, hand him over, and he's like, nope, we need him. So meanwhile, they're tracking down what's her name, Carly, I think is her name, the the yeah. the, the flag smasher. Um, the leader, and mm-hmm. they're, so they're 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 on the hunt for the flag smasher, and she's all like, "You got eight hours." And meanwhile, you know the um, Battlestar and uh, and John Walker are pulling up. I keep and, looking and, for Cylons. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of a weird name, but <clears throat> well, uh, more on that later. Obviously, spoilers for episode four. Go watch it. It's on less than an hour. It's on Disney Plus. So. Um, John Walker and Battlestar, or what was it? I forget his name, uh, Lamar, um, meet up with, uh, meet up with Cap and, or not Cap, but uh, meet up with uh, Bucky and Sam. And they're all like, they know you got a lead. They know uh, you broke him out. So technically he broke himself out <laughs> of uh, prison, but <laughs> Zemo's, uh, he's a, he's a slippery one, that guy. Uh, so he's they, so uh, the Wakandan show, they, they so they got a lead. On where they can find this lady, and Zemo's all like, "Okay, let's go get her." And all of a sudden, uh, the new Captain America shows up, and then the Wakandans show up, and all kinds of mayhem ensues. And uh, John gets his ass handed to him, <laughs> and you can see the, the visibly fr- the visible frustration that's coming because uh, John's on this assignment, and 
<laughs> again, initially, Mr. Uh, John Walker is not not a, not a cool character, not a not a not not a likable person for reasons. Oh, that's not good. For his reasons. Um. <clears throat> so they meet up. So Sam's like, no, let me talk to her. Let me try and reason with her, because obviously, with his experience with talking with uh, at veterans with who've seen you know some stuff and. Uh, battle issues or whatever, or post-traumatic stress. So he tries to talk yeah. her on a almost like she's, she almost like was getting through to her. But then John Walker shows up. She's like, Nope, you're coming with me. You're under arrest. And oh. then the other super soldiers show up and yeah, that uh, goes, uh, things go south and not good. But the fact that uh, she, the flag smasher lady, she's carrying the, the, the soup, the serum, which she wants to give to the, the, I want to say the power, the shadow broker. That's from Mass Effect. The power broker. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. But but the files, she 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 loses them, and Zemo steps on them. He's, he looked, picked it up and was tempted, but he smashed them all. All the vials he thought were gone. He he, he were out there. He he smashed them, but uh, but somehow one survived. It was on the corner somewhere, and after. Uh, Knocking him out with his shield, John Walker sees this one vial of the super soldier serum. Because after briefly getting his ass handed to him by some Wakandans, where his own admission to you like, they weren't even super soldiers. Uh, so he puts it in his one of his pouches. Uh, shout out to Rob Liefeld. <laughs> God. And, and uh, Did they show his feet? No, uh, no, maybe they did. Yeah, they showed Zemo's feet as he was smashing all the vials. Nah. <clears throat> so another fight ensues as they're trying to find this. And um, unfortunately, after you know, he had a brief scene where you almost had a foreshadowing of John Walker reminiscing about their old days because he's a you're Captain America. You were in those three medals of honor. He's like, yeah, well, if they knew what we did to get those three medals. You know, don't feel like we did a good thing. But now that as, as Captain America, he feels like he's he's doing something right. But upon another fight with the super soldiers as the Flag Smashers, um, John's friend Lamar, Battlestar, is killed. And John is not a happy camper and goes out. And as a, this, and the title of this episode is called All the World is Watching. And... John Walker finds one of the bad guys and kills him in cold blood with the shield. And everyone's staring. Some people got their phones out and very, very, very bad optics. Of course, it was in the heat of the moment. Nobody, that's irrelevant now. Irrelevant always. I mean, you know, Steve Rogers would never have done that, obviously. And if some people were in that in position, they might have. If... I think, you know, like if if it was a if like if I just lost my friend, and these bad guys caused it, I think to myself I might have done the very same thing in in the heat of the moment. So that's how the episode ended, where John Walker, wow. Captain, Captain America, kills what seems like to be an almost innocent man in in the public view. Wow! And I mean, with the blood splattered on the edge of the shield, it's yeah, it's it's. Uh, Unsettling. It's striking. It's a striking image. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Literally. Yeah. Ah. But yeah, it was wow. good. Good episode. Of course, uh, the, there's uh, getting through to Sam. 
So there might be uh, hope yet for this uh, uh, freedom fighter or terrorist, whatever, whatever, however, you know, depends on the perspective. One man's butcher is another man's hero. Right. So, yeah, I'm, uh, there are only two more episodes to go. Ah, I'm like, I want like, I want, I want six more episodes of this. I mean, this is good. I'm surprised they dropped like three S-bombs in this episode. <laughs> not really. Yeah, they did. They did. They, you go back and watch this week's episode. No, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, obviously this is, I mean, I don't remember them swearing very much at all for WandaVision. <laughs> at least I don't remember this much, but. <laughs> no, it's really good. Good stuff. Um, I'm eating it up. Has that same political uh, thriller vibe as uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War. Cool. Your thoughts, Jeff? Um, you know, this was the um, this is the first time I really kind of felt like at times it dragged. Like it seemed like, I mean, there were some interesting conversations, but it just seemed like it dragged at times. And it seemed like it lost some of its um, appeal. I, I don't know. It, well, just, it just uh, seemed a didn't little... catch your didn't capture your attention hundred percent. I guess. I mean, I mean, I did kind of find it funny because it's like, you know, the, once again, you know, the you know Walker is getting taken down a peg, um, and and it's interesting because it's like. Yeah, John Walker has no problem with killing because he's a former Marine. Right. Whatever the heck it is. At the same time, I'm kind of like... Trained. I'm kind of like, do we really need to get this fast to John Walker being like, yes, I have no problem with killing? Quite the statement. Um, well, even earlier in episode, as he enters, you know, bad situations, I mean, it's just him, the shield, and a gun. I mean, constantly having, you know, I remember Cap was usually just, was, would just walk in with just the shield, usually not brandishing a weapon as he entered a, a dangerous situation. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, seems like John Walker has, you know, and fall, has, seems to have fallen from grace already. So this is a, like a setup for uh, someone else picking up the shield. And yeah, it's funny that Bucky keeps bothering him. Why did you give him the shield? It's like, I didn't give him the shield. <laughs> yeah, so that's a more serious tone. Like was, I like the the buddy-buddy cop movie thing vibe that the two had in earlier episodes. But this one was uh, pretty serial. And even like the one time where... Zemo's all like, uh, hey, have some tea, and just Bucky just throws it across the room, especially after encountering the Wakandans and having, him, having them remind him of the shit that Zemo did with the fact that we we let you escape and you're out here with us because you're a, you, you, we need you to get this uh, job done. Wow. So, yeah it, was, uh, yeah, it was good. I'm enjoying this very much. Cool. Are you um, liking this more than WandaVision? Jeff? I am. I am. I think the one disconnect moment I have is the Wakandans don't seem all that perturbed by the idea of, of 
more super soldiers being out in the world. And so I'm a little surprised by that. Because I would think that at that point they might sit there and be like, yeah, that that's a problem that needs to be neutralized. And it seems like they're either not interested or I don't know what. But it's a little surprising because it's like, hey, we have... You know, we have all like what? How many of them that have super, super um, superpowers? Like eight of them. He said. Well, the dude said in the, tra- the the recap, the dude said he made twenty vials. I think there might be like seven yeah. or eight of them. Which there was a bunch of them, almost about a dozen of those vials on the floor when Zemo smashed them. So we got to assume like seven or eight uh, of the uh, the flag smashers have taken the super soldier serum. But the one issue they didn't, re- of course, when we saw. The, the 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 Wakandan soldier at the end of episode three, uh, and the the elephant in the room, are they going to address the absence or the or not of T'Challa? And they did not address that yet. So we're gonna have to wait till Black Panther two for them to uh, re- uh, discuss that issue. If they even made a decision about it yet. Cool. No, it's not cool. Well, it's it's, it's cool that, that we're seeing the Wakandans because obviously they've responded because the guy who killed yeah. their king is now out on the loose. But they did not resolve the fact that we, we have not seen Black Panther or T'Challa. So we'll have to find we'll have to wait for Black Panther 2, I guess, for to get that answer. I think, weren't, weren't they doing a Black Panther 2 already? I mean, wasn't that Yes, the Black Panther like 2 is in the works before the passing of Chaswick Boson, obviously. So they obviously have to rewrite the story because there is no Chadwick, sad to say. Yeah, so, you know, I was, yeah, and I know that they were doing some reconfiguring on some things on that. So did that set it, did that set it back or did COVID set it back? COVID. Yeah, so. Because like, like otherwise they had to play it whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, yeah, so. Two, only two more episodes to go, and I'm kind of bummed. I'm only getting two, yeah. and then we got WandaVision got nine, and, I'm, and and the general consensus is that we were even talking about this at Derrycon with all the other nerds. We're like, oh man, I'm so now so liking Falcon Winter Soldier more than WandaVision, and that's the general consensus. I mean, I liked both, but I mean, given between the two, I find this one much more engaging. Maybe because it's more rooted in what we're familiar with in the MCU. Yeah. And, and there you have it. Yeah. So let's see. What other news uh, broke this week? Of course, we have our nerdy stories on the Squares Roundtable Facebook page. But what That's other, so let's see, what else have we talked? We got this uh, <laughs> broke this week. A nerdy birdie. <laughs> I like that. Hmm. So let's see, uh, you posted this from The Hollywood Reporter that Paramount is uh, playing musical chairs with the release dates of some of their movies. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The studios put a new Star Trek feature on the calendar for 2023. Top Gun Maverick will now open on November 19th, uh, back four months from July. Uh, and then we're now uh, with, uh, meanwhile, Mission Impossible 7 will open in May of next year. Wow. And Mission now they've already slated Mission Impossible 8 in 2023. 
Like, I guess uh, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. keeps likes keeps liking to do the Mission Impossible's, and the spinoff of the GI Joe movies where they're doing a Snake Eyes movie. That's been pushed to next year, uh, July twenty third. Uh, no, it's been moved up. Actually, the studio's moved up. It's uh, Snake Eyes from July back from October of this year, and the D and D movie is um, pushed to March of twenty twenty three. Along with the Star Trek movie. So yeah, the Paramount is still figuring out what to do. Of course, with the Paramount Plus app that's been launched, or that's been merged with, uh, what do you want to call it? The, the uh, what came from Paramount Plus? Oh, the CBS All Access, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see what else we got here to discuss. Um, yes. in terms of Winter, Falcon Winter Soldier or just stuff in general? Yeah, let's see what other... Uh, oh, yeah, last, last Friday. Of course, I missed some of this because at on my way to DairyCon, but um, they had a... Um, Hasbro had a like a big release kind of date, almost like they would if there was, if there was a Toy Fair or if there was a Comic-Con. But Hasbro, through their Pulse website, really had a big uh, info dump of new figures that are coming. And apparently now, maybe you all have seen that this video from it's been out on Facebook for about two years now of this automatically transforming Optimus Prime. Well, apparently Hasbro has licensed the company to make this thing, and, or at least they've licensed it to put you know nice fresh coat of paint on it, and it made it voice command or app com- app control, but it's like seven hundred dollars. And it uh, it transforms automatically, and it also can be used by voice command. They put the pre-order up on Friday of like 50,000 of these things, and they sold out in less than a day. Wow. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Of course, I would never – this is a prestige piece. I think this might be just for a lot of normal, like like maybe not super fans, but also be just like just geeks in general. Like, you know, they even had like Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes have a video <laughs> out and there's – Oh, Gazondi. Um, but anyway, so that's that was the big, I guess the big in the big drop that came from the Hasbro oh. event last week. Uh, let's see, Netflix nabs post POVOD streaming rights to Sony feature films in a multi-year deal. That's wow. kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, the, exec, the exclusive first pay window licensing deal in the U.S. will begin with studios film slate next year. It includes the anticipated titles like Morbius and Uncharted. Wow. Unlike Disney and NBC Universal and Viacom CBS, Sony has notably not launched a direct consumer streaming service to compete with Netflix. Instead, the studio is cementing its future in a major deal with Netflix. Wow. So Sony Well, it'll be interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Yes, Sony has inked a multi year exclusive first pay window licensing deal. So that'll allow Netflix first pay window rights to Sony Pictures titles, including, well, the, yeah, let's see, the home and turn windows studio is Thursday. Since 2006, Sony's pay TV partner has been Lionsgate-owned stars. Wow. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's quite a big deal. The... Like the Jumanji movies and Bad Boys, all the big, like, like a lot of the big Sony titles. Well, and keep in mind, Spider-Man. Yeah, and they have the big Spider-Man, yeah, exactly. That's huge. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the question is, and this is the interesting thing because they're only talking about movies. You know, how soon until they move into the idea of television? Hey, what? What? Yeah. What about a regular series from them, or um, you know, along those lines? So, or a channel. We'll see. Um, yeah, uh, we got a trailer for the animated Long Halloween that's going to be split into two parts. Uh, the Batman Long Halloween Part One. Um, still waiting. I think later. I think next. I think it's later this month. Was that that um, uh, Justice Society um, uh, animated feature drops? And a lot of the Disney, a lot, a lot of the DC animated films are solid. I mean, I've, I've uh, constantly been defending them. Uh, we got a video. We got a little clip from Ghostbusters Afterlife. A little bit. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, with Paul Rudd, and he's. And now we have, yeah, the, the look. Well, look out, Baby Yoda! Here comes Baby Stay Puffed. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, look out! Look out, Groot! And yeah, there you go, Groot. Now there's a show. Yeah. We get Baby Yoda and Groot to team up against baby against some of the Baby Stay Puffs. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting concept. I would, I would, uh, I would, I, I might almost pay to watch that. Maybe I buy, I buy into that. I'd buy into that. Yeah, there's the scene where Paul Rudd is in a grocery store, and all of a sudden he goes and he walks past a, he sees a bag of Stay Puff marshmallows, and the bag's rattling, and all of a sudden a tiny little Stay Puff marshmallow man pops out. It's like, oh, <laughs> and then, uh oh, there's a bunch of them, and then they start attacking him. So that was, that was, that was fun. <laughs> Genius. Uh, what else do we have? Um, Lumanatis is exploring a sale. Yeah, I don't know. That. That's Yeesh. I mean, like, <coughs> just had Lou Malnati's a couple weeks ago. Oh, we had Lou Malnati's a couple nights ago. You know, Woo-hoo. someone's trying to, someone, maybe someone trying to sell the, uh, the, the, the franchise is up for sale. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Here's a here's a here's a little bit of local news, boys. Uh, remember my friend Jerry who had Judy's Pizzeria in uh, Deerfield? Yes, he went to the Philippines. We know. But <laughs> yes, but here's the kicker. Just recently, I found out. I don't know. If, There's a uh, kicker. Yeah. Yes, there is. Uh, okay, I guess Jerry must have sold the franchise, sold the business to another company because now they opened up a Judy's Pizzeria here in Chicago. Okay. It's in, it's Who's in Chicago. And, um, well, the kicker is that it's the, same, it's the same place. It's not kicker. It's the same place that was the original in Deerfield. They do the same exact pie, the same exact uh, thing that they did in the Deerfield place. I was like, oh, my gosh, let's look at this. So, you know, so, yeah, I just uh, thought. Did you try you know, it? Not yet. Uh, they've only been open for two months, so I'm going to – and I just discovered the story. So uh, the jury's out on the taste if it tastes like the original Judy's Pizza because I would know it. I ordered a lot of those things. We know. I mean, we, we had a couple uh, at the radio station. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they advertised with us. With you. <laughs> so, you know. Well, oh, yeah, you know. I think they made it on Sunday morning. I think you did put them in the Sunday morning rotation. Yeah, we sure did. The commercial, yeah. Uh-huh. So that being said, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to veer away from what you were saying there, Mike. Sorry. No, I was just saying, yeah, that uh, you got to try that Judy's and see if it's different. 
Yeah, I like to. Check, I want to check it out and see if it holds up to the old recipe. Man, good times. Did you see? Um, so I guess Disney's Adventureland out in um, out in California, or I'm sorry, California Adventure is going to uh-huh. have. They're they're opening up the Avengers Campus. Mm. Sign me on up Ju- on June fourth. Interesting. Is this at Disneyland or is this like Universal or? Uh, I guess to say that, well, it's got to be Disneyland because yeah. it's Marvel and it's Disney and. Isn't um, yeah yeah the well Disney, said, Disney, yeah, the, I, I presume because Disneyland is still closed. Disney World has been open because of Florida, but Disneyland I think is still closed. Well, according to so and according to CNN, don't, don't they have an adult section? They just uh, a bigger section of uh, Disney uh, Land. Did they add to that a few years ago? Don't know. Yeah. They yeah they they added they added a, a bigger they movie. added the Star Wars part that's what I think yeah that's the um, that was in Disney World I think was the Star Wars no they they I think they put one in I think they were putting one in California too oh okay um so according to this, the new Avengers Campus will be a sprawling new land that will include rides food and locales all based on comic on the comic book brand the comic oh. the campus premiere. Attraction is called Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, which a 3D ride with New York's favorite web slinger. Hmm. Company calls it an interactive escapade that allows guests to sling webs like Spider-Man and experience what it's like to have a superpower. Um, there will be eateries including Pim's Taste. Uh, I'm sorry, Pim's Test Test Kitchen. Yeah, I'll try to say that fast. Which will offer impossible-based plant-based meatballs as well as other foods at unusual scales, including shareable bites, inventive-sized entrees, and tiny treats. Because <laughs> um, of Ant-Man. Right, that's all the food small, um, right? There small. are also many Marvel popular locations for guests to explore, including the, an- the ancient sanctum of Doctor Strange and Avengers headquarters. Uh, Disney even said Marvel will do... I'm sorry. Disney even said um, Spider-Man will do 60 to 65 flips in the air. Feet flips in the air. Um, Yeah, so... Well, it's interesting that Spider-Man is involved. Yeah, because that's all, you know, the whole thing, even like, even just before the pandemic, I remember the whole Avengers thing where we were like, oh no, there are no more Spider-Man movies in the MCU. But then Sony was all like, okay, so... Or whatever, well, and Tom Holland make the drunk phone call or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. and yeah, that's interesting that uh, they've they've got Spider Man here with the Avengers. Well, that makes it cool all the way around, don't it? Well, just the fact that you know Sony—it's still Sony's property, but but Disney be all like, know, okay, well, we'll give you some obviously, what how much, how however well, much we'll give, we'll Disney had to pay them. Yeah, we'll give you some good cold hard coin, you know, to, for the least. Maybe they get a percentage of the uh, ticket sales. Uh, and the publishing and the uh, promotions and all that shit, you know. Mm. All the inside stuff. Mm. So I'm sure, you know, that had to have been a really hefty deal to make that happen, but I'm sure Disney's no small, no small potato, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, it's, they're, yeah. The, they're the biggest boy on the block right now. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's the it's the mouse that eats, man. You know, <laughs> I mean, ravenously. And, yeah, uh, he he's got he's more like Ratatouille than he is Disney. 
that Mickey these days. Vader Ratatouille, yeah, I just thought I just revisited that movie this weekend. Funny you should say that. You know, still holds up. <laughs> Ratatouille. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I liked it. I mean, I mean, most of the Pixar movies hold up. I don't know that. You know, that's the one thing about the Pixar stuff is it seems like a lot of it holds up over yeah, the years. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to go back and watch Brave, though. I don't know. It's, it's kind of... Uh... No, Brave did not sit with yeah, me. Yeah, it was all right. And Cars 2, I, I, uh, I couldn't finish Cars 2 fast enough. I, I hated um, Cars 2. The last half hour of Cars 2, I was just so uninterested. Eh, that's not bad. I never saw um, Cars 3. And, and by the Cars 3 was interesting, but I don't think you'd like it if you didn't like Cars. Well, you know, but the, the Toy Story franchise holds up amongst it all, man, yep. for me. I remember, yep, Toy Story, yeah. I, I, yeah, they adore the Toy Story movies. Well, I gotta be honest, Mike, you're, you may not be the answer. You you might be not probably the target market for Brave anyway, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You well, know, uh, keep, keep that in mind. I'm so. not a soulless ginger. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Puerto Rican princess. When, when do we get that? What? What? I'm sorry. What, Ivan? I says, when do we get the Puerto Rican princess? I don't know. When are you planning on wearing a dress? <laughs> don't tempt me. I have done it, you know. Right. Nah, no shame in this game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was anything else this week. I, I, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I think we've covered it all. I think. Oh, there's something about Marvel getting a new distributor. I guess they're. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of. So, <laughs> so, Marvel is going to be working with Penguin, Penguin, Penguin. Press. And so that means that now DC and Marvel will not be really using Diamond. Yeah, this is uh, this is big news for um, the comic well, industry. Well, and the thing is, the biggest thing about that is, you know, the, the the biggest result is is that you know Diamond. There's been a lot of talk that Diamond has not been very solvent. And and that when DC made that decision last year, that it really hurt them. Well, if that hurt them and they weren't didn't seem very solvent, then this is kind of the can Diamond survive? And 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 in fairness, I kind of laugh because it is you know in some ways there's a part of me where I'm like I've been kind of waiting for this for a long time because. There's some of us who was like, we didn't really like Diamond from the get-go. Or, or as it, it, where it was like, it is the be-all, end-all, you know, distributor of ga- of comics and some some gaming stuff and all that kind of stuff. And, and to me, there was always a part of me where I was like, how do I say it? It just always felt like it was kind of a monopoly. Well, now that's going to be, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to them. And, but unfortunately, the result is with all of this that's going on and with them, you know, both leaving Diamond, you know, the question becomes, you know, if, 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 if Diamond isn't, isn't viable anymore, what happens to all of those smaller brands 
and all those small, smaller companies right. that need to be distributed to comic book com- to comic book stores across the country if there is no diamond. And that, that becomes the problem um, that if there doesn't seem to be another way to create a distribution channel of what we've seen currently. I mean, there's some other answers. You know, okay, go straight to a, a, a online book. You know that that's possible, and that would take care of part of the problem. I just don't think that's the answer to the question in this case. So, mm. well, you know, you um, you said you know you you know when you got the demand, you meet the supply. You know, supply and the demand, <clears throat> and you know, and these ever changing times now. I mean, where everything just fires off on a click and as we're getting further and further away from printed media i mean everything has gotten smaller i mean i go into the market and notice that the uh the sun times is the size of a a record album there's and the pages not even an inch high and i just think wow and and to think that someday maybe even in my lifetime you know, it when when it all goes paperless. You know. Well, again, you know the the, the trick about paperless is the trick with paperless is that, it, and this is where the struggle begins. Is right, right. You know, pa- paperless becomes a situation where it's where it's okay. Paperless still costs the same as if you were buying a leaflet book, and so the problem becomes, you know. Why, how many people are willing to pay for a, a leaflet book, the kind of money that you pay online per book when there are so many other things that for that kind of purchasing power, you might be able to buy and, and take advantage of. Right. And, that, and, and not necessarily just comics, but just in general. I mean, just everything. Everything yeah. that has to do with media, yeah. every printed word. You well, it's know, like you can or, have like you know articles that might be uh, certain articles and editorials uh, that newspapers or news sites can put behind a paywall. So if you want to read it or get like a monthly subscription. Well, you know, and then it also does with research as well. You know, that when you need those articles and those pages and all of that type of information to surmise whatever it is you're looking for in whatever endeavor you're going after, whatever subject you're going after, you know. And so when I going to go ahead when I read the weed through papers, but I can go ahead and click it and it's inside my it's already inside my computer. That's a big thing. Mm. You know? And uh as far as the survival of what happens, also you look at it from the uh, the uh, the ecosystem. Okay, how many hundreds of thousands of trees you say for the paper? Yeah, but I, think, that- I would think a majority, especially now, a majority of newspapers get recycled. Yes, they do. Because I mean, do. because you have the. The recycling receptacles next to the regular garbage, so you're not right, just going right. in, you're not just going into regular trash. 
but <clears throat> it still gets you know, it goes into a paper recycling. Oh well, yeah, well you know when you recycle, yes, and that's a that that's a very so it's a wonderful way to go about it, you know. And and a lot of that, and you're right. I would say much of it's recycled, but then <clears throat> over time. When, you know, people are just going to do paper less and less and less, well, then, you know, certain things aren't going to be, you know, needed anymore, you know, as many trees to make for paper and such when the electronic media is what that is. Now, my question is, is how big is the universe to keep all that data in? There's there's a trick, you know? I mean, you know, it, it, it boggles the mind when you think about it, doesn't it? Because how much information is there? What are you? Are you high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. It's well, like guess, there's an internet or something. Yeah, we're a box where all the all the information and all the configurations can go into <laughs> your your computer terminal, and you have all the knowledge in front of you, and like. How big is all this knowledge? I just can't figure out where the pedals are to get it to move. <laughs> right. Well, Ivan's maybe, thoroughly maybe, baked, so. maybe it's maybe it's this a is maybe it's an, my friends, man. Maybe, is maybe it's an infomercial on Meet TV that Ivan can watch. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's on. It's on between the Kongs that he used to watch from back in the day. Yeah. You know, with the with the. With, with the helicopters that swing around in a circle and on the, the string. And the guys see. on the rubber suits, yeah. Yeah, the rubber suits. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, we can head out of here with that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Now this can get interesting. It's like, like, I don't know. I, yeah. All right, maybe we should go while we're ahead. This is going to make for an interesting news of the squared, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing all the uh, the uh, the, t- the, the, the going to DairyCon and all the TKO guys, and they're like, hmm, oh, I don't know, there's someone let a skunk in here? Oh, something's kind of kind of a foul smell on that side of the yeah, table. Someone, yeah, it's yeah. not it's a foul smell, and it's not that they went to Taco well, Bell either. No. Okay. All right. I mean, I, you know, this this is this is genuine dispensary that I'm using, and uh, the thing about it is, did um, you have to like stand in line and do like have them strip search you and like give you a cavity search like the last time? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although Ivan would be okay with the cavity search, like, oh, you got my first I'm old. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but. All right, sorry, I got a little carried away. <laughs> but, oh, it's okay. <laughs> you know, but see, but like it says, folks, okay, this is why, you know, Jeff and Mike, you know, are my are yeah, my best friends. These are the best of my friends, okay? They they love me for me. Thank you, guys. What are we, we eat? What are we going to be eating shortly soon when you when we record news of the squared? By the way. What, what's the Mike? What do we got for an over under on what Ivan will be eating? I'm thinking cheese puffs. Cheese puffs. <laughs> it's a good munchies cheese food. Puff. Good snack food. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking some kind of potato chip. Some kind yeah, of yeah. Well, puff. no, I'm with you on that. I'm thinking like a Frito. You might go Fritos. I don't think he's gonna do an actual 
potato chips. Well, last year we had fla- last week we had flavor twists. So, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. So I'm thinking maybe either a chip or a puff. Now I would be impressed with the Funyun. Could be pop tarts. No, no. You think he's gonna go that route? He goes sweet. He could go well, patriot. Yeah, could go pastry. The problem yeah. is now that we put it in his head, he's gonna try to do anything but the opposite. Now he's like, gonna pull out like just you know. Now it's gonna be like Oreos. Set up spread. Like, yeah. about Oreos or some shit like that. Or like yeah, yeah. If he's got like a loaf of sourdough, he's gonna be like basically pull it, like tearing it off with his hands and like mm. scooping butter onto it and like. <laughs> How much is too much information? Yeah, man. Fuck the cholesterol, man. Yeah. We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. On YouTube, click the bell, subscribe, you know when to get new content. Of course, uh, follow these crazy stories on our Facebook page, Scrubs Round Table, and that's where I'll have all our wacky stories later in the week for news of the squared. Download the show on usual podcast hosting platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Jeff is on Steinamite Productions on all the, the major uh, social media platforms. Ivan is on Twitch.tv at Java, Java and Ivan. Email us at SOTRTPodcast at gmail.com. Peace out, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for down to the news. <laughs> the yeah. Later, okay. you need to, you need to like listen to our show. You turn on the radio, man. You dial it. You got the FM dial or the AM dial, man. You'll find yeah. it. You'll find it. Yeah. You'll find it. Like yeah. the rainbow connection, man. Look at the colors. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? It's on the other side. Rainbows oh. are visions. Oh, boy. The illusions. Yep. He's high.